0: Pen knife are Welcome back to Hampson with a blunt pen knife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. I am very excited today to be with—I um, think—a fan of *Trial of the Time Lords*. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm not going to introduce you today. I'm, I'm bored of doing this now. Okay. Why don't you tell me your oh, name, I- your Twitter handle, and why you're here?
1: Why am I here? Good question. My name is David. Um, uh, my Twitter handle is Mrs Remington fan. If you're a fan of Silver Nemesis, you'll you'll get that. And if you haven't seen Silver Nemesis, then I don't know what you're doing. You need to go and watch Silver Nemesis right now. And the reason I'm here is we're talking about. Terror of the Vevoids. Terror the of the Vevoids. Simply one
0: of the most delightful
1: Doctor Who stories out there. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm going to put this up now. Not my favorite trial segment, but it's definitely Ooh. up there as second favorite. What's your favorite? Mind Warp. Big
0: fan of that mind Warp. That is a controversial opinion. I love it. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll talk more about it, I think. But yeah, no, I
0: do love it I mean, I'm. Do you know what? When I watch Mind Warp, I i think i change my opinion every time i watch it sometimes i love it sometimes i don't
1: oh i love i, I love it so much
0: is it is it because yeah. of brian blessed
1: brian, brian. <laughs> no it's it, i just i just think it's a cracking good story and i like probably a few people actually think perry's dead sorry everyone who no, no perry is perry. dead i did the old mofo commentary yesterday we had the final line on that perry is dead yeah. Perry is dead but I just think it's that but I think Terry the Vervoids is a lot of fun I'm looking
0: forward to it before we start I need to mention that David uh, that's David Maskell by the way um, is wearing a Mrs. Remington t-shirt of which of of which I am going to have in fact no I'm going to take a picture now live on air hang on in her fabulous
1: furs and it says (laughs) we surely do honey we surely do. It's like when you know when people get their photos of the royal family and stick them on the t-shirt or Princess Diana or whoever. This is my equivalent, really. I've got one of Beryl Reed somewhere. These are all 80s guest all stars. All the of divas. Oh, wow. All the divas. I'm, I'm hoping I, I won't give too much of but I'm hoping I can get one of Peggy Mount from Greatest Show in the Galaxy of at some course, point, but we shall see.
0: Have you got one of Pertwee? Because he's obviously the biggest diva in Doctor Who.
1: Not yet. Not yet. I, I, but, do you know what? I, I might
0: have a a T-shirt made of him, uh, dressed as the washerwoman in uh, <laughs> in the Green Death, because I think that would be And the,
1: the Welsh uh, milkman—that's the one. I'd and the dialogue like, uh, underneath just be him going, whoa, sure, whoa, lovely, lovely." <laughs> but before
0: yeah. we start, David, why don't you tell everybody where you've podcasted before? Because I know you've done at least one.
1: Yeah, so I was a guest on the fabulous to watch Who, which. Uh, I hear you, you're you going to be on at some point as well. Oh, actually, this, which, this Saturday, just gone. This Saturday, just yeah. gone. Um, it's a lot of fun, yeah. It's, uh, my friend Mark does it. So I did one for the Web Planet, um, which was a lot of fun. And I'm doing another one at some point. But I, I won't say what it is, because I'll keep it as a surprise. But It's, it's another really
0: much love story, though. Much-loved Patrick Crown story. Let's just put it like that. I'm wondering if Mark and Sarah actually like you, you know, the stories they, they let you okay. come in on. I, I hope they do. Fingers crossed. They only no, say don't... positive things. That's all I can say. All yes, right.
1: yeah, we try. We
0: okay. Try as much as we can. So, um, it's that's the Web Planet episode of Two Watch Who. Please go and listen to
1: that one because it's... I think it's I think it's called a lot of ring action. Sorry, I think that's what the episode's called wow. because we talk a lot about rings. Okay. Later. Well, I would know nothing about that at all.
0: Um, <laughs> Uh, It's a cracking episode, and you do a fabulous William Hartnell impression in it. I just remember that vividly, going, woo, dear boy. (laughs) And let's hope there's a few of those in here as well, because um, for quotable lines, I think Terror of the Vervoids is up there.
1: Yeah, we might just quote the whole thing. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's reenact Terror of the Vervoids. Yeah, I've got Linda Bellingham's hat somewhere. Okay, you can be on a
0: black man. I'll be Colin Baker, yeah? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. If you've finished with my tracksuit. Oh no, that's you. Sorry. That's not That's me. Okay, okay, well I'm ready to go if you are. Let's do it. I'm desperately excited about this one. Let's go then. In five, four, three. Oh, hang on. I need to share the screen with you, don't I? That would be that would be handy. Just give me give me <laughs> give me one moment, David. Get this is sheer professionalism here. That's good yeah. That's all right. The listeners yeah. have come to expect this level of uh, I
1: don't know if I've made that well, you see.
0: So, okay, yeah. well okay. Just, just like not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <Just, laughs> oh. Okay. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go.
1: Oh my! What do you what think? you can't see is I'm actually dancing to this. It's, it's a. It's very disco, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite boppy. This one.
0: I do believe that John Nathan Turner, um, one of his requirements for the theme tunes was, make it more disco. Oh yeah. And uh, David is absolute uh, proof that, that
1: that works right now. <laughs> oh. By Pip and Jane Baker. The mighty Pip and Jane. Part nine. Ooh. It's
0: a bit weird that we're coming in at part nine.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should have watched the whole thing. I don't know what's going. I don't know if I'm going to oh, understand what's going man. on. Do you think this should have been, like, four titles rather than... I do. Well, I was actually going to ask, what are your thoughts on the whole trial as as going on into the season? Like, do you think that was a good idea or...? Okay, I think it was a truly dreadful idea to do at the time where the show was
0: technically on trial for its life. Mm. However, um, I think this is an unfairly maligned season in retrospect, and there is so much good in here. And it really irritates me that people will write it off completely. Mm.
1: Yes, I am you, mm. madam.
0: I don't think there's a weak segment. I think every segment's got a lot of strengths.
1: I think, yeah, for me, I think that the first is the weakest, but then that's because I don't know what's really going on in it. But I think, I think from there on, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good way of doing a story. I don't know if it was the right way of doing a season, but. I mean, it's very modern, isn't it? This is how we Mm. do
0: TV now. Mm. But back in the 80s, I can see why people were like, uh, okay, well, nothing was resolved at the end of that. And we're not going to find out until episode, what, 13?
1: Yeah, I can imagine watching it from episode one, would you really want to stick with it for 14 episodes? I think that was... That's a slight
0: problem. Okay, I need to just draw your attention now to the startling effects that are on screen. <laughs> I assume you're watching... Oh, no, you are watching because i are watching my version. This is watching, the. This is not the new Blu-ray effects. This is the old, shonky model. I was going to say, this
1: is, this is with trial. This is without the trial. There is one without the trial, isn't there, on the Blu-ray. Have you is? seen it? Does that work? It does work, actually. Yeah, I always thought this story of all of them is the one that doesn't quite work because... They sort of go back to the trial when it's not really needed. But do you know what, right?
0: Those trial things feature Colin Baker being really uh, bossy and grumpy. And I'm mm. always there for that. Mm.
1: Oh, okay. Here she is. You, you can introduce her. Go on. Here is the legend that is on a Blackman. Who I absolutely—I don't know anyone who doesn't love Anna Blackman. No, she's one. Well, it's like it's like Dina Rigg, isn't it? It's like all the Avengers girls, Joanna uh, yeah.
0: Lumley. You know, everybody yeah. loves them.
1: And she's in a great film called *Cotney vs. Zombies*, which is a great film where she plays a shooting. She, it's a pensioner in an old people's home, and a zombie outbreak happens, and she starts shooting zombies. And Richard Bryars is in it as well. It's a, it's a great film. If there's
0: any way you could send me a link to that, because I I would, I,
1: no, I, I would love to see that. It was a film that when I saw it, I thought, "Oh, this looks like a load of rubbish," but it's actually a lot of fun. There's a there's a good zombie chase with Richard Bryars on a um, uh, in, in a wheelchair with zombies.
0: Can I ask? You know, I mean, it sounds like a quite an over the top film. Is he giving as stratospheric a performance as Paradise Towers? It, well,
1: it's a better performance, but it was it quite sadly it was his last performance. But oh. it's quite fun it, in a way. It's quite fun to go where well, your last role was as a
0: shooting pensioner and zombies i mean what a way to go
1: you know what a way to go
0: out thank god his last role wasn't the chief
1: caretaker
0: oh okay so i'm glad you're here because um it's i need somebody to bounce off these weird plot holes now she's cross about her key because she's been given the wrong key right Hmm. and she's got into the room but how did she get into the room with the wrong... I don't understand that whole thing.
1: I'm going to be honest now. Mm. I'm not quite sure much about this story. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> but, well, you know, I'll give it a go. I think, I think it's to do with setting up the plot because it comes relevant, doesn't it, where the yes, thing yeah. mistaken identities and, and things like that. Do you do know... You to, do you... Sorry, go on. No, go on after you, after you. Well, do you know, like, when I
0: reviewed this on my blog and broke down the plot, this is a very robustly structured story and um in episodes three and four where there's usually lots of exposition it keeps piling on like plot and, and making it but it does all make sense in the end and it's all paid off oh here
1: she is here she is I, no, I, do you know i absolutely adore bonnie langford absolutely adore her I, is, is that in doctor who or in general in general i mean both i i, I when I was a, when I was a kid so I got into doctor when I was about three years old and my dad used to show me the VHS's <laughs> remember the VHS's and oh, I do. some of the first stories that I watched were with Mel ah. with Vettner, and so I've always really liked Mel Ain't and you? I know a lot of people don't and that's their opinion but I've always liked Mel as an assistant especially as a kid and meeting her she's she's one of those people that i would expect to absolutely hate Doctor who you know not a bit of it not a bit of it complete opposite. and if you don't mind me telling you a very quick story about bonnie langford i insist on hearing it so i went to see her in spam a lot a couple years ago she was touring in the show and there i was with my friend sat down and i said stupidly can i add i went oh i don't think bonnie langford can sing very well sort of thing of course so she comes out and sings this massive number oh my god Anyway, after the show, she came. She comes out, and uh, Dragonfire had just been released on DVD like the week before. So there I was, little old me in the rain with my Dragonfire DVD cover, asking her to sign it. <laughs> so uh, I said, "Would you mind?" So she signed it, and then she sort of said, "Oh, do you not have any of my other stories?" I said, "Oh yeah, I've got them all on DVD. Oh, I would have signed them all for you." And oh. we were having a little bit of a chat, and then Todd carter who was in Spamlock, came out, and she said, "Oh, Todd, Todd." Could you just take a photo for us, please? Oh come on. So th- I've got a photo at home, which is of me with Bonnie Langford taken by Todd Cardi from East. That was yeah. Was very... She,
0: like Colin Baker, strikes me as somebody who just has so much time for anybody mm. that would come and see her and show
1: an interest in her work. Yeah. And she's and yes, yeah, so I I always defend Bonnie. Are I you always... a listener of Big Finish? I've got some. But my problem is is that i know that if i buy a couple i'm gonna to have to buy them all so, so like, i haven't heard many of hers i
0: have nearly all of them and have reviewed nearly all of them and i will tell you as a fact her characterization and performance in big finish it is out of this world like they actually mm. like i, I do know. like her as an assistant i do think um, it's very refreshing after perry to have somebody who's got a lot of agency and a lot of spunk sorry i'll take that word away matron, lot... <laughs> um but i don't think she's always like it's, she's not written as a character as such is she? it's more of a like no. caricature whereas on big finish she's written as a genuine
1: character with a backstory and she's terrific and i think i think she said this before in an interview you know she was a computer programmer from please potter she never went near a computer Yeah, you know, she know her character went nowhere near in the TV series, this is of, of that. And I think that's a right big shame that that didn't. It's kind of happen. unforgivable, isn't it? Because that's that's just ripe for storytelling, isn't it?
0: Yeah, in a science yeah. fiction series.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, I remember meeting her when I was very young at a convention. I was only about six. And they, they had the massive panel, and we were all there. And she, they said, Has anybody got any questions for Miss Langford? So there I was, a little six year old, my hand done. And they said, uh, oh (laughs) yes, little boy at the front, what's your question? And I turned to her and just went, why did you scream so much? And the the whole sort of room laughed. But actually she said it was because JNT said, oh, we've got to get that screaming Dot Who and told us that story. And I think that's kind of what sort of stopped her developing on screen. On the um, commentary, the director actually recalls insisting
0: that she screams in the key of the music. So, so there is an element of proof to that, you know. Yeah. Did you see a minute ago where the camera was really high in that set and the TARDIS landed? I love high shots of the TARDIS. I, I, yeah. They do it in stories just, like um, it's in like the moon base and things like that. Every time there's like a vertiginous shot of the TARDIS, I think it looks gorgeous. And that's
1: the thing I miss about the new series is not having the TARDIS land. Or they don't do it a lot nowadays. They always just go into the adventure, and I think that's a shame. Because and when they do
0: it, there's often like close, it's like tight shots of the door, and then the Mm -hmm. door opening, rather than that lovely kind of incongruous thing of the TARDIS landing in some weird place.
1: place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love the fact that they've got zips at the back. It must be very hard to get. Like, how do they put put them on every day?
0: But then, have you seen the guns that they carry around in this? These upside down (laughs) guns. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this is a theme in the Colin yes, Baker years. Okay, of Colin coming across people that he's known from previous adventures: Asmail, Magellan from Time Lash, Daskari from the Two Doctors. Uh, he's going to see Stengos, isn't he, in Revelation of the Daleks? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it happens an awful lot. I, th- I think it's really cute here. And I love the spiky relationship that they have.
1: Yeah. And, it, and you can tell that there's a friction between what happened in the last adventure, which, you know, we don't know. Sorry, I've just noticed his eyebrows are black and right. he's got white hair. It's very off putting. David, that is Michael, Michael Craig. Craig. How dare you? Michael Craig. Steamed Michael,
0: Michael Craig from Triangle of all shows.
1: I, I, yeah. I've never seen trying Okay, so Sorry. I watched...
0: I So that was being repeated once. So I watched the first episode, and it was this dreadful, like, soap shot on video that was supposed to look, like, really sexy on a cruise ship. And the opening episode, it had all these scenes of Kate O'Mara taking her bra off on the deck, and them all, like, le- <laughs> they were all leering through the window. And I
1: was like, what is this? I, I didn't watch anymore. He's very good in this, though. No, no. I mean, I, he is very... Very. Good. Oh, I don't don't know about the pink as well. It's a bit. What the security officer? Yeah. I can rock that look, you know. Yeah, he he doesn't particularly. <laughs> oh, look, no, they're all wearing. No, yeah. And the shoulder pads as well. Very eighties shoulder pads. But they're on the out, outside as well.
0: They're going to the effort of having the starfield behind, though, aren't they? To show that they're zooming through space.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a good setup of you know getting all the characters established and stuff. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Now, this guy, I have, to, I have to mention this because I did a little bit of research today. I, the, I, the am, who, I am flattered. Thank you. Uh, so thank you. So the guy who we just saw, who's not Michael Craig, the other one. Yeah. He's in a Mr. Very, Rudge. Yeah, that's it, Rudge. He's in a very, very funny episode of Father Ted. Oh, is he? he? He plays this priest in it who keeps pointing at people about this holy stone of... I can't remember what it is. Oh, of something. And then he, he, he annoys one of the priests so much he gets to stone up his um, Rick Trump. Oh, It's very funny. But I oh I goodness. never put the two, and two together until today.
0: Um, I refute anybody that says there is no atmosphere in the mid 80s because these scenes all around the pods are really <clears> well <throat> done. And like, oh, I'm preempting it, but the cliffhanger is something else.
1: Oh, Bonnie screaming. Oh, don't worry. Sorry. Oh, yes, right. Don't worry. Actually,
0: we need to discuss something when we get there. You know about that That, match. Yes,
1: there is a line. There is a line. Yeah. I think I know the line you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And interestingly, as well, Eric Saywood by this point wasn't script editor, so all
0: of this
1: was done. I could never tell. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: do you know what? Okay, Pip and Jane, they come in for a lot of flack. Like, the most flack. I, I saw, um, uh, I dared to go on Gallifrey Base recently. Um, I don't do it very often. It's only when I'm in an extreme self-hating phase. Um, and I went on there, and there was like a, who are the worst writers of Doctor Who? And literally on every post, on every list, there was Pip and Jane Baker. What I love about their work is it is utterly unpretentious, it is good old-fashioned adventuring um it's very often well structured and despite very fruity dialogue
1: it's really fun <laughs> and i think a lot of it as well they say that actually just could happen you know they, they they've made sure that things are real oh like everywhere. an extension
0: of like science of the time or
1: yeah yeah like a, a ray phase shift oh is a real God. thing yeah a megabyte bone which is a box with flashing lights <laughs> yeah you see look, like even here like this is bonnie's first story and she's she's so up for doing everything i think it's a shame that we never you know Not never found out where Mel yeah. came from but like if this is supposed to be like i don't know
0: halfway through a run like like really like chronologically um then she would yeah. be, be
1: for
0: but it's just so refreshing because Perry, uh, for the last year and a half, has been treated like a sex object and a victim, and, you know, there's just no way they were going to do that to Bonnie, I don't think. No, oh, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Does anybody lust after Bonnie? I can't remember. I hope not.
1: No, well, you have the two women from Paradise Towers. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, they, they just want to eat her, though. Yeah, I could do a very good impression of them, but I'm not going to. No, go on, go on. Go on, off you go. The, so when I was a little kid, the scene that used to scare me was the bit with uh, children having when they go down the waste disposal unit. Uh-huh. You know that. Oh, can yeah. I just say as well, we, the bit with here in the gym, Honor. She's about sixty there. I can't do that now. What so was she doing? No, no. And yeah. she keeps going as well. She does. She's like doing yeah. aerobics throughout. I mean, I'm twenty six and I I can't do that. So you know, good on her. No. So there's there's a scene in Paradise where Yeah, they get the and. There's a line, I can never remember which one it is I think it's Tabby Where she screams because she sees something And Tabby goes, no, I can't see anything And then she gets, <laughs> she gets And then she pulls every facial expression under the sun All I remember is that going Tabby! Tabby!
0: <laughs>
1: Another cracking you know, story But you know, as a kid, that scared me That was the thing, watching that as a kid That's embedded in my mind
0: And do you know, like, I was Six when this went out I have a memory. So my my first Doctor Who I watched that I know was Battlefield, yeah? But I have a memory of red light and lots of hissy monsters. I think it was the last episode of this.
1: Yeah.
0: And it yeah. It, it scared me so much that my mum said I was not watching this ever again. So mm. she waited till I was nine and then just plonked me in
1: front of it, you know. <laughs> See, my first story was Remembrance of the Daleks, and I remember screaming at the cliffhangers for the first two episodes of that as a kid and hiding behind the sofa. Mm, what know, great one
0: to come in on as well.
1: Yeah, and not knowing that the Daleks couldn't go up the stairs and you know, not knowing that the Doctor was going to be alive next week. That's the other thing. As a kid, you think, oh, that's the end yeah, of it."
0: Yeah, I, I was convinced in Battlefield Episode 2 yeah. that, that the girl had drowned. and yeah. I was inconsolable for the rest of the evening. Mm. Um, can I, I just imagine. say, um, Colin Baker... Pulling the flowers out of his coat, yeah? yeah, to Janet and charming her like that. Like people rat on Colin Baker for being this violent thug. In this story, he is as charming as the doctor has
1: ever. Oh been. yeah. Do we think Janet is a little nod to uh, Tegan, Janet the waitress? Maybe. Janet the air well, I'm still
0: convinced Janet's the guilty party. You know, that she got away she... with it, <laughs> and then there's a missing scene where she's like, ha you know, I, uh-huh. I I put it all on what's his name Dolan's it was me all along <laughs> do you know what is what's great about the murder mystery
1: part of this is literally everybody is guilty of something yeah yeah there's not one person who's in I think maybe the Commodore is innocent and I think everybody is oh and Janet oh sorry actually we're, we're racking up a list now of people that aren't guilty. yeah
0: but these three have all got something to hide oh I, they're all they're all baddies they're all bad guys I mean, why would you? This is not the first time Honor Blackman was offered Doctor Who, you know.
1: Splendid of blood, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. And
0: do you remember that line? Yeah. No, no, no. B will have
1: all the fun. <laughs> and she did. I could, you oh, know. Oh, she's great. You need a T-shirt with her on as well. Oh, yeah. Sausage sandwiches, I could say. Oh, <laughs> thank you, pardon. <Paul. laughs> Matron. <laughs> What's she going to do with the shoe? I'm sorry. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> Have you ever noticed in this story, right, how the cabins are really small, but the ventilation ductings are massive?
1: Well, Whoever designed it, that spaceship. Like for their life. Maybe this
0: is economy. Maybe you know.
1: Maybe yeah. Ola Blackman is in the first class. I don't
0: know. Uh, oh, I've just remembered. There's 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 actually two cracking cliffhangers in this.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah remember. I'm trying I, to think what the third one is. Oh, oh it's it's when they when, the
0: they're, when they're going
1: towards the eye oh yeah and even it, that's
0: not terrible
1: no no so this is an interesting fact i don't know how many people know this so this might be a first on your podcast go for it so just before we came on there I, I was telling joe that i used to work in the theater and one week we had stephanie colin the actress who was in waiting for god and coronation street and lots of things
0: can i just say well thing? Okay.
1: Stephanie Cole is one of my favourite actresses,
0: so please do not destroy her credibility for me.
1: No, 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 no. This, no, this is something... Um, she's in a great episode of Inside Number 9, which if you haven't seen... Oh, see, no, they, they did terrible things to her! I know, but I love it, because it's like Stephanie Cole. Just her in Waiting for God, though. That is a Bravara performance. Yeah, it? yeah. She so she was she was in a show and she came out and I have a Doctor bag and she saw the Doctor bag and said, "Do you know I was offered the Doctor?" And apparently, she was offered the role of the sixth Doctor after Peter Davison, and it was between her and Colin. And apparently, J N T wanted her to do it. Or, I think it was yeah, I think it was off for Colin, but apparently the head of BBC said they didn't want a woman to play it. So if that is it. true, I've never heard that. If that is true, that is a staggering fact. I mean, that's that's come from the horse's mouth. That's what she told me. I'm just passing on what Stephanie. Why would she lie? Make. Why would you lie? Why would you make yeah. that lie out? You know? Because she's yeah. She said, oh, I've always wanted to be in Doctor Who, and then she said, yeah, I was once offered it, and so she would have done it. No, yeah, well, yeah, she said she would have done it. Yeah, she would love to have done it. They, they would have had, had to ran rewritten ran
0: those scripts because I can't imagine her strangling Perry. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine Imagine the first female doctor, and the first thing she does is try and kill the companion. We try and
1: kill Perry. I can see why she might try and kill Perry.
0: Oh, wait. There's this. Okay, there's some fabulous dialogue here, which I'm gonna have to quote. Leave me to my peregrinations. Pray, hurry along to the Hydra Who talks like this?
1: Very really Shakespearean, isn't
0: it? Very. But you know that whole kind uh, makes sense. That whole thing about finding a dictionary and going, "Well, what the hell does that
1: mean?" Exactly. It's... Oh, here we are back with Linda. <laughs> well, we've not really got back, have we? This is the first time. No. But that's what I mean. I think this story doesn't need the trial segment, it doesn't need, they don't need to be there, they've just kind of slotted in. Yeah. Because Although, they need them.
0: There is one bit, okay, uh, I'm going to do a bit of acting now, so prepare to be stunned.
1: Um, my face is ready to be stunned.
0: Is where the doctor's like, no, 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 everything that I, I would have done would have made me prevent her, and then Michael Jason hits him with, uh, and yet you did not! And it's so well
1: played. I yeah. like these scenes, I'm sorry. My <laughs> assumption they all just roll into one. From it. I mean, they're good, but they just all roll into one. And I think, yeah, I like, I like what Linda Bellingham said about the part, which was in episode one, she comes in and sits down, and 12 weeks later, she no, 13 weeks later, she gets up and goes again. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a, that is a
0: long day's work, isn't it?
1: Yeah, long day.
0: And she's had to sit through Mysterious Planet, Mindwall, and Terror of the Vervoids.
1: Really yeah. And, and then even in The Ultimate Foe, which is her main story, she doesn't get up. I was saying that
0: yesterday when we did the he ultimate phone comment, that, that it's really a shame that she doesn't end up in the Matrix with all of them having
1: the fun. Yeah. Maybe a head fan wouldn't fit, a headdress wouldn't evil in this fit through. No. No, all and Okay, so to, can you please to explain to me the
0: logic of the Doctor choosing a piece of, e- oh, there it is, there's that bit, sorry. Stunning drama. Um, the Doctor choosing a piece of evidence which is his personal future but he's on trial to be killed so surely the fact that he has a future means that he survives the trial and isn't killed
1: right yeah that is i've never thought about that wibbly wobbly timey-wimey as well don't you go stephen moffat on me now <laughs> so, uh, what are you no. but that's the thing no, i know it's strange that this is in his future yet he's on trial and it's I don't know. Do you think this is it's one of the points
0: where, like, maybe the, the scripts fell a little bit through the cracks because of what was well, going think, on behind Well, I think, yeah, because
1: obviously all the backstage stuff that was going on at the time, I do wonder if... Because this was the last one shot, wasn't it? This is actually, technically, this is Colin Baker's last story yeah.
0: because...
1: Yeah. And God, one, do, you know, last... do you know what? David? he got it here. He's absolutely mm. got it.
0: So, like, he only could have gone from strength to strength after this, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, is he, here's this
0: line. He's about to say, I don't want you breaking your neck, at least not, not until... Not
1: until... What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Until
0: I've got rid of the body?
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it's a weird chat-up line, isn't it, to have for somebody?
0: Well, I mean, I know if you girls that are not quite like that. But... Well.
1: <laughs> this, look at ready.
0: this. Oh, my word. And she's going she's gonna to scream, like you say, to the queue of the... Like, uh... Mass explosions. Pods bursting open. Mel's having a hissy
1: fit. It's blended with the theme, so we don't even realise. So that's a packed episode, isn't it? Can I, I can't believe that was twenty-five minutes.
0: Thank you. That well, I'm going to attest that entirely to my company rather than the material.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. There's Janet. What a legend. Yo, Lam- I've not seen her in anything else. though. She's not a lot. She's not around anymore, sadly. She. She was very young when she died about 10
0: years ago I, think. Oh, Matt, I was about to tell you another anecdote from the commentary however I am going to save it for episode two because we've only got about 40 seconds left to uh of this segment so let's fill the space by singing the theme tune <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a <laughs> theme. It's, it's kind of whiny but in a good way
1: yeah it's not my favorite but it's you know it's
0: it's better than Capaldi's whiny one oh that's awful tune in next week to find out what happens will mel survive break her neck or not unless